What up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are tuned into another episode of Kicking It with Young Smooth, the podcast where I rant and rave about all the ratchet and ridiculousness, and we got some shit to get into today. Believe you the fuck me. Oh my gosh. But don't forget, you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, the Google Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. The YouTube channel will be getting some new guests very soon, working on that uh, this week and next. So hopefully we will be getting back to the swing of things. That's the goal. Okay, um, where do I want to start? Well, first off, today is... Still, at this particular point, even though it is super late, but I know I need to work, and I probably need to work smarter, not harder, but <laughs> y'all know me. Um, so, today was the inauguration. Um, right now, I'm in the mix of kind of looking at, but not necessarily watching anymore, because I've already watched it the first time, but Secretary of Shade with my man DDM. If y'all are not looking at that, yo, go check this boy out. He is freaking amazing. Uh, brother, congratulations on your weight loss journey. You are inspiring this world out here. You are doing some amazing things. I am utterly proud of you. I am so thankful that you got a chance to sit on my show and my platform and continued in much success to your platform I, I'm so very proud and I'm very proud to call you a Baltimorean because that is everything um, the inauguration went off without a hitch that is awesome because ain't nobody got time for that um, it was beautiful amazing for some of the parts that I was able to see of it I really won't go into detail I have to rewatch some of the parts again because I was at work so other than that like super happy it was a very chill day um excited about what the future may hold for the new presidency so i'm I, i'm excited i I'm, I'm glad officer cheeto is out of this bitch and i saw him leaving on air force one and i was like still utterly disgusted melania could not wait to let go of his hand though i saw that and that shit was hilarious yet again um 
All right, so last week's kick that lyric, which was super, super, super easy, because any of y'all know me know that I absolutely stand for this person. Y'all already know that. But of course, last week's kick that lyric was uh, Nicki Minaj's verse on Monster. Come on now. Pull up to the monster. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going back into that verse. That verse is iconic. That verse is sick. That verse solidified her in this game. We talked about her over 10 year tenured. Like, yo, she is out here killing it. However, we do have another kick that lyric this week. And it goes a little something like this. 10 bands for the prettiest bitch. No hands if you really the shit. My nigga Pretty Lou got something to say. Drop the mic. Got, I'm sorry. Rewind it. Sorry. I'm going to keep that part because I don't feel like I don't feel like it today. We're going to do this again. 10 bands for the prettiest bitch. No hands if you really the shit. My nigga Pretty Lou dropped the mic. He got something to say. Got a standing at the pole like election day. I make them rain on these hoes. I got that amber vision. We in the back of the rolls. Her and Black China kissing. Giving me a slice of cake. I made it shower dough. That's a whole lot of bread. You know it had to be Joe. Cathedral ceilings in the crib. Got sinners in it. Had bitches eating pussy like it's dinner in it. No lie. See everything Gucci, we steady mobbing. Who else could turn a stripper into Tanya Harden? One of my favorite songs, actually one of my favorite albums, um, and I probably will cover this album eventually, even though it's newer versus, you know, versus that, and it's actually one that's on a whole nother radar because it's not in the book. Today's particular one I, I had to listen to it and it took me back to high school and i was very very happy about that but before we get into that we must we must we must get into the ratchet and ridiculousness but also don't forget if you know that kick that lyric make sure you tag me in it um hit me up on instagram you can follow the um kicking it with young smooth on twitter which is actually i think i might have said it wrong last week but it's kw I, Young Smooth, like, wow, what did I say last week? I think I inverted it. Anyway, um, yeah, but hit me up. Let me know if you know that song. It is one of my one of my favorite songs. So, moving on. Ratchet and Ridiculousness. Plies Barry's gold teeth and shows off a new smile. So, after many years of the Florida rapper has parted ways with his once signature feature, which was his gold teeth. Taking to social media, Plies gives his old teeth the proper send-off by burying them in the dirt. <laughs> He's, I'm telling y'all, I, I died on this. I have a whole opinion about this. It's a very sad day today. We're all gathered here today to bury my gold teeth. Finally did it, man. <laughs> Plies said as Somber Music soundtracked the video. It's been a long time coming, but change gonna come. But it wasn't an easy decision. I just removed and buried my gold teeth. I've never thought in a million years that I would come, that this day would come. He wrote in his caption, I wanted elevation, so I stepped out on faith. I ate some good pu pussy. PW 
SSY <laughs> with the, with them teeth though. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I can't. I heard women love men with a pretty smile. In the later post, Ply showed off his new smile without his gold teeth, which brought his mother to tears. I just showed my mom my new smile. She hugged me, started crying, and said, I finally got my baby back. One of the proudest days of my life, he said. 2021, I might just turn into a full-time brand ambassador with this smile. Hmm. I'm never going to get through this. He also had a message for the ladies. No coochie getting eaten with these ladies. How, how did I do? He asked. <sighs> he received messages of support from fans and friends, including Missy Elliott, who said, yo, f- yo, fly either way, but this handsome on yeah, my, what? What did she say? Oh, Cancerian. I was like, what the fuck is that word? I couldn't read today. Like, I can read any day. It doesn't matter. Uh, Cancerian, bruh. Um, so, okay, real quick. Let's go over that. Yo, when I tell you, it, it comes up on my timeline because I follow Plies. I, I will say this. This is one thing that I can honestly say about Plies. Plies is probably one of the non- problematic rappers like he say his shit he talk his shit he talk his nasty shit all of that that's true very much so but he asks real questions if you ever watch like his ig tv or whatever he he really asks like real questions that deserve answers and i mean whole time what i think tickles the shit out of me is the fact that he be laughing and his laugh tickles the hell out of me it does it just it tickles the shit out of me i i was surprised to actually go onto his page and literally and he's really turned over a whole new leaf which like you know i, I think that i think that is dope i think that that just symbolizes that you know 2021 is going to be a turnover for a lot of people I, but yes, congratulations, Plies. I'm glad that you ended up getting rid of your gold teeth. Um, but this, y'all, why did this nigga bury them and had a whole burial with somebody, grandmother spoon? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I just was so confused. Uh, you know what? But who am I to judge? 2021 is all about change. And that's what we're here for. All right, a nigga who's not changing is Funkmaster Flex, who claims Jay-Z stays off social media because he's sensitive. Whatever, bruh, you are... Even just from the caption, Funkmaster Flex is the most sensitive nigga I have ever seen in my life, and I really don't even want to read all this, but I'm going to get to it. The Hot 97 DJ made some revelations about the recluse rock nation boss speaking with million dollars worth of game uh gilly the king and wallow on instagram live uh flex claimed jay-z stays off social media because he can't take the criticism he also it also goes on into the article to talk about um that jay-z created a finsta account and so on and so forth. Real quick, Flex, you are one to talk. Bruh, you might not be able to be paid for your opinion, which is very, very true. But let me tell you something. Somebody come for Flex. Flex, you almost in full-fledged tears. So let Jay have his Finsta account, you know what I'm saying, to you, and as most celebrities should. Like, oh, you need to, some celebrities just need to fucking be quiet. They do. You just need to, to go ahead, sit on down, do what you do, and all will be right with the world. So, um, 
I'm not mad at Jay-Z for not um, really being here for the shenanigans and the bullshit. Like, I'm I'm really not. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, Flex gets on. Flex actually agitates my soul. I, I'm just a little bit. I ain't even going to stunt you. I'm not even going to hold y'all. Like, Flex really actually agitates my soul because he... He do shit like I will say this, and I have read an article, but I wasn't going to get into to it too much for real. Um, but like, just like the whole Nicki Minaj situation, where yo you I, okay? So Nicki, just to backtrack the story real quick again, I didn't want to talk about it, but I am going to. Nicki is getting sued by Tracy Chapman for a song that got leaked on Funk Master Flex's situation. My whole thing is. Even though it, that's been almost two years ago with, with the Queen situation, did you ever apologize for that? Like, yo, you leaked that song and she told you specifically not to. You the biggest crybaby ever. You do shit un, so unapologetically and then want people to go ahead and just feel sorry for you. Like, I don't have, I don't have time for Flex, yo. I really don't. I don't dislike Flex. I think Flex is a big part of the culture. But I also think that some shit you just need not to talk about, sir. You just need to be quiet. Because ain't you over here body sculpting out this bitch and trying to get back fat off you and shit? You know what? Again, whole nother topic, whole nother story. Not fucking with him. Anyway, moving on. The game is already preparing for a versus battle with 50 Cent. Okay. <laughs> the game is down for a versus with 50 Cent. While anticipations continue to grow for a potential battle between the former G-Unit members, the Compton rapper said he's ready to go head-to-head with his rival while promoting his new single, AI with the Braids, on Power 106 uh, LA Leakers. Um, Real quick before I move on. So, y'all, all y'all niggas always talk about you retiring. You not retiring. Nigga, you were supposed to retire an album ago. What is What is going on? Game shared his hopes, saying he was inspired after watching Jeezy and Gucci Mane squash their beef during the, their verses last month. That's great. I could, I could figure that. That's that. I would hope that y'all would squash our beef. It's been years. Like, who cares at this point? Um, that moment let me know that me and Fifty is a possibility. He said, "That's what gave us hope," and I'm pretty sure Fifty watched that. Like, yeah, it's possible. He and 50 have only seen each other twice since their fallout. He states, me and 50 been in a room twice since we both shot at each other. He said, well, damn, y'all done shot at each other? I forgot, I forgot all about that. Oh, I don't know if it's coming. Well, nope. It is. Yep. You know what? I, I get it. It is maybe possibly coming back for that because Jeezy and, and Gucci settled that and Gucci tried to kill your homeboy so yeah it was a lie yeah okay both times we had interactions we tried to figure out where it went wrong but we were in the club twice and that wasn't a conversation that you could have in in depth in 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 depth in that circumstance while nothing has been finalized game is already preparing for the battle that's something that I'm entertaining, but just so you know, as soon as I saw 50's interview, I went to my notes and wrote down 25 songs that I feel that I can run up. I made a list of 25 that I can handle some shit with. Okay. 
During the interview, he praised 50's catalog. There's enough on those first two albums for him to be able to do a versus and have an amazing outcome with anybody in the game. Because those first two albums were so monumental, he said. Get Rich or Die Trying, you could literally play that from start to finish. And he is not lying. That is very true. And that could be his versus. That's true. I'm, I'm I'm loving the way the game is talking about shit right now. Um, he also boasted about his own resume. It's only one artist alive that has more number one hip hop albums than me, and that's Drake, bro. The game said I made my rounds. It's an impeccable career inside of music and outside of music. While they've had their issues in the past, Game says Fifty is the only person he would battle as far as versus is concerned. It that is the only uh, person I would entertain doing a versus with because it makes the most sense and nobody else can really go with me. Uh, again, he is making a lot of sense. Again, I look, I've not, I'm not seeing a lot in any of this. Um, he also quotes, "I'm not sure that I'm going to do it, but if we do, I'm definitely down to sit in a room with him and have some." Le Shinderoy, you know what? That's rich people speak. I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, <laughs> referring to uh, 50 Champagne brand. Look at this. See, this, this rich nigga shit. Um, but yeah, no. So actually, so that this actually makes me excited though. Um, I, I, I love to see our culture grow and us kind of grow up and get away from whatever the bullshit was and whatever the problem was. And it was a problem from yesteryear and they really are, you know, trying, like, yo, everything that he said to the LA leakers is shout out to LA leakers. Cause that their show is also awesome. Awesome. And amazing. Um, excuse me, but everything that he said in that regard, like, yo, it was all positive. It was all, and that, and honestly, after reading the article, I'm sitting here like, yo, that doesn't even equate to the, the game in 50 that I remember. Like, I'm like, wow, like, yo, you, you really grown up. And let's be honest, the game himself does have a, a extensive catalog. Like, there's not, there's not no songs that I, I I could I could slouch on. Like I would be here just like I'm excited about another verse that I'm about to talk about in a second. But I'm here for that shit. Like yo, I definitely could see them doing the verses and it working out so well. It would be it that would be a great thing for the culture. It'd be a great thing for the career. It's a great promotional marketing tool for his new album, which I will definitely be getting because who don't love the game? I'm just saying. And if you don't, fight me in the comments. But um, and 52, you know what I'm saying? Like 50's catalog is extensive. And I mean, we've been bopping with 54 years at this particular point. So I, I'm like, yo, this would definitely be monumental. And it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, um, the teacher and the protege. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for all of that. It's, it's, and it's, it's New York versus LA. Like, you know, it's the East Coast, West Coast without the actual beef kind of situation, but it, it's, it's gonna look good for the culture. And he is right. The game is right. There is no possible way that anybody else could officially do a versus with him that will hold up and make sense. 
Like, I think that's one thing that the verses has to do. It has to make sense. You know what I'm saying to you? So super excited about that. Definitely want that to come into fruition. I hope that we can make that happen. 2021 for me is all about making things come into fruition. All the things that I either sold or, or thought of or whatever, I was like, all right, cool. These are the things that I want to come into fruition. So I'm hoping... I'm hoping it happens. I really do. I really do. Um, speaking of verses, since we own this topic, I'm very, very also excited. Thank you, Jesus, because ain't nobody got time for this waiting forever. However, I am super, super, super excited tomorrow night because tonight I'm recording on a Wednesday. So it, this will be out by Thursday and Thursday night. Okay. At eight central or eight, no, eight Eastern time. We are getting officially the Ashanti and Keisha Cole verses. I have been waiting for this. I want to do the bit of baby mama dance. I do. I want to be the heartbroken scorn lover in this bitch. And when I tell you now, people have been telling me, people have been saying to me quite frequently that Keisha, uh, Ashanti ain't got nothing on Keisha. We talked about this last week. I agree that Keisha has that music that you feel in a certain kind of way. However, I don't want y'all to sleep on Ashanti. I want you to, I think Ashanti is going to pull some things out of the bag. I think that there are going to be songs that we don't know. And I, w- I will say that I think for Ashanti, there is going to be songs that we don't know and we may not necessarily recognize, but there are going to be more hits because when you start off with at least the first album, the first album by itself, we went over this on the show, had hit at, yo, the first album itself might as well been like a ode to all classic hip hop and R&B twist because most of it was either Biggie, it was Scarface, it was, it was like M.O.P., it was like all type of stuff, you know, kind of slowed down for R&B twist. So... Again, super, super excited for this. I am going to be there. I'm going to have my bit of baby mother t-shirt on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to be there. I'm definitely here for this ride. I am. And so, I it's just like the verses for... Um, for the game and 50 cent which i would i i, I would definitely want to see and then i know i gotta watch the i gotta get the um eight ball mjg one like i'm definitely here for that too so yeah it's gonna be it's it, it's gonna be a moment it's definitely gonna be a moment versus you got my attention again you got some good ones you got some good bangers it, it, well i'm sorry it's not eight ball mjg i'm sorry it's it's bum b which would have been ugk versus mjg but again i am I'm here for this. This is the culture. This is what I like. Just like I loved, and I was still, I was sitting there bobbing, even though it was some songs that I really wasn't familiar with, I was still bobbing to the the eight ball MJG shit. Like, yo, that that shit right there was a moment when that nigga played Blow the Whistle. Like, what's my favorite word? Biatch! Like, yo, I love short. I have loved short for a long time. Short is the man. And 40 is too. And I think people slept on 40. And I'm, again, like I said, this versus situation, super excited about it. Moving on. Dr. Dre returns to the studio amid detox revival rumors. I have to say it with so much inflection because detox, my nigga? 
other than the fact that the last album that we got from you was 2001? What? I am ready for it. So just days after being released from the hospital for a brain aneurysm, the legendary producer returned to the studio. On Saturday, January 6th, some of Dre's collaborators shared a photo of him looking happy and healthy while seated in front of the studio console. He was joined by engineer and producers, including the DOC and Focus, who snapped the pic. Who snapped the pic. One of the producers, them joints, also hinted at a 2021 revival of Dre's canceled album, Detox. And the quote says, and we're back. Or, and we back. He wrote in the caption, adding the hashtag, Detox 21. Mm. Dre, who did not post a photo or acknowledge the Detox revival, ultimately scrapped plans for the mythical project and instead released Compton inspired by 2015's NWA biopic straight out of Compton in 2015 he states um I had 20 and 40 songs for detox and I just couldn't feel it this is what he told Rolling Stone in 2015 usually I can hear the sequence of an album as I'm going, but I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't feeling it in my gut. So I really thought I was done being an artist. Dre was discharged from Cedar sinai Medical Center in L.A. on Friday after suffering a brain aneurysm just two weeks earlier. He is recovering at home and will be under the 24-7 care of a medical professional for the next weeks, for the next few weeks, according to a TMZ article. His family has been given an encouraging update from doctors who told them that a bad out, that a bad outcome is unlikely. I see also said that Dre has Dre was safe and looking good after their FaceTime call. Dre, who did not post a photo or acknowledge the detox revival, ultimately scrapped playing. Oh, I already read that. Sorry, I wrote that on there twice. Um, so I was really about to reread it again. Um, but anyway, so I am excited about it just for the fact that even if, just for the fact that even if he's not doing the new detox album as much as I would love for that to be the case because we've been waiting for that since the chronic um I'm excited I think that I'm I I honestly honestly I really do believe that it will come out I don't know if it'll come out in 2021 because most producers and engineers like that are perfectionists and they won't uh, they won't allow the work to be ready if it's not ready and I think that if he had the 20 or 40 songs, he he may scratch he may have scrapped the old project to do a whole new project because the feel is going to be different. The vibe of music has changed after almost 20 years. You know what I'm saying to you after actually over 20 years at this point. Um so the vibe has changed, the the music has changed, the industry has changed um completely. So I I I think that we could get detox and it could feel it could feel completely different like it it could not feel like the way that most Dre projects have felt you know in 
whatever sense of it all. But I, like I said, either way, I am thoroughly, thoroughly excited about this. So I definitely hope that we get a detox. So most of the news right now has been pretty positive. And somehow we take a deep spiral into hell. Okay. So let's spiral into it. <sighs> Solange's son, Jules, reveals breakup with Sky Jackson. Alright, real quick. So this has been all over the internet. It has been all over Twitter. It is it is a problem. It is it is literally a problem. It is so problematic on so many different levels. I'm going to talk and touch on it. Now, as we know, Solange is Beyonce's sister. We know that Jules is her son. I think it's yeah, Jules is her son. Um, I think that's the way it's pronounced. And um, for those that don't know about Sky Jackson, Sky Jackson was on the Disney Channel, um, and she is now an 18 year old grown woman. And this is a pro- this is a problem. It is Solange's son is making headlines for his secret romance with Sky Jackson, Daniel Jules J Jr. Uh, Jay Smith Jr., 16, revealed that he was in a relationship with former Disney star 18, um, Disney star Char Jackson, 18, but, sorry, Char Jackson, Sky Jackson, my bad, wrong Jackson, Sky Jackson, um, who is 18 years old, but they have since called it off after she allegedly cheated. That means your dick was charged. Um, in a leaked group chat, Jules claims he and Sky were sexually involved, but she was unfaithful, so he got revenge. Mm. He states, I made sure to ruin her life. He allegedly wrote in one message, I fucked her good and got her addicted and then left her. It's complicated. Light skin trash. The, and I'm saying it. I don't give a fuck. And I know I'm light, but goddamn, no, that's that's beige brown paper bag light. That nigga trash. He's trash, and I, I'm explain why he's trash in a minute. Um, the other person in the conversation questioned their two year age difference, but Jules was seemingly unbothered. Nigga, age doesn't matter. He responded. He is garbage. <laughs> An explicit video also surfaced featuring Sky. Many have accused Jules of leaking the clip, um, equating to equating it to revenge porn. However, it's unclear who uploaded it to social media. Both their names have been trending on Twitter as fans weighed in on their surprise romance. Jules addressed their relationship status in a since deleted IG QA. Why are you having eaten this nigga's trash? When, when asked if they were still friends, he responded, fuck no. While they may no longer be together, a photo of the former couple in a happier times has circulated on social media showing Sky sitting on Jules' shoulder while he takes a selfie. Jules is Solange's son and her relationship with her ex-husband, Daniel Smith. Solange was 17 when she married her high school sweetheart, but they divorced three years ago. Um, Here's the problem. So, 
some of the stuff that he ended up saying in the text message, which a lot of it has since been deleted, um, the I fucked her good and got her addicted, that's that's lame nigga shit right there, first and foremost. Um, secondly, secondly, sir, there were other um, tweets that I have found and when other... Um, Outlet, shout out to Storm Monroe, who I actually was watching him and was going over some of this the other day. Um, my nigga, you called her out for being dark skinned and she was lucky to be with somebody like you. And, and then when your friends confronted you, I'm just giving y'all the long and short of it. The nigga was like, um, some shit like Beyonce is my aunt. I ain't going to get in trouble. Da, 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 this, that, and the third. Are you fucking kidding me? You basically revenge porn this girl. Now, allegedly, what happened, and I, I haven't seen it, and if anybody sees it, do remember that what you were looking at is child pornography. Even though she is 18, he is 16. And it is still child pornography, whether whose genitalia is in it or not. Yo, at the end of the day, the dumbest shit ever is they didn't fuck. Allegedly, it was him fingering her, which I'm like, yo, that's that's fucking crazy. And once she noticed it, it's only like seconds. So apparently once she noticed it, she kicked the, kicked the camera out of his hand. Furthermore, you mad cause she cheated on you, bruh. That's bitch shit. Yo, at the end of the day, your actions are going to have a reaction and it is going to come across to the Carter's desk, the Knowles' desk. You feel what I'm saying to you? Like, yo, it's all out there now. And that, and it's so fucked up. Like, yo, that girl has a reputation. She has worked since she was every bit of three years old in entertainment, done the Disney Channel, done Nickelodeon, so on and so forth. She has continued to work. And I, I have witnessed, I am attested to that because I've watched... I've watched her on Dancing with the Stars and knew about like her her background. Like I was like I knew who she was, but I really didn't know who she was at first. And I'm like, yo, at the end of the day, you about to ruin her whole brand all because you mad that your dick was trash. Like, yo, you are literally about to ruin her life. But you don't understand not only that, you about to have her come. For your people's bag. All because you want to be an asshole. All because you want to be a fucking dick. Then you talked about her like she was a fucking dog. Talk about I let that dark skinned bitch even touch me. Some shit. And I'm paraphrasing so don't quote me on the fact that that was what was said. But it was definitely very much so along those lines. Like my nigga. You are over. You are no better than white children. This is already a problem. This is already one of the bigger problems ever. My issue with this becomes you being you not you not being taught right. You not being raised right. The same people that we cape for and we go up for that are black girl magic and and your black women that have literally ultimately worked their asses off and has shaped culture and defined culture with their music you turn around fucking asshole bruh you are you are the epitome of every piece of scum and anything that anybody say about you online you deserve at this point whether you leaked it or not 
The fact that you did it and the fact that the text messages, the text messages are what throw me over the top, for real. The text messages are the part that throw me over the top. It is not about whether or not you did it or not. It is the text messages that throw me over the top. You said and you typed out of your own mouth and on your own and from your own hands all of this shit about this girl. Yeah, you mad. But you think because of you use who you are as an anchor. But you think that the friends is close to you. Ain't nobody going to use that against you. Yo, everybody not your friend in this game, bro. And you too, yo, you too young for the dumb shit. Now, this is also why I am very, very grateful for the era that I grew up in. I'm very grateful to be in the 90s, the 80s and the 90s and shit. And, you know, the early 2000s where we didn't have all this technology. Because anything that you said... At this particular point is is documented. I mean, people took screenshot after screenshot after screenshot of shit. So you really, my nigga, this shit really happened. It really happened. And you are setting a movement back where men should be protecting their women. And even if it don't work out, what we need to stop, what we need to stop doing. Is we need to stop not teaching our sons. We sit back and put all of this earnest on the girls and the women of the culture. And they have to weigh all of this burden. But it's funny. we could You could teach your son. Niggas do this shit all the time. Teach your son how to get bitches. That's the thing. It's all about getting the bitches. But, it, but there's nothing about keeping a woman. There's nothing about that. Like, you, there's no way that we sit back and we talk about, yo, let's, how do you keep your woman? How do you make her happy? Or on top of that, how do you deal with rejection? Like that needs to be a thing because there are so many young men that are out here that do not deal with rejection. Well, you call them, you calling them bitches and she lucky that she even got a chance to see the dick or whatever, whatever, all of this. But yet you have parents and your aunt, your mother and your aunt that are shaping black culture out here. But it's no, it is nothing. It is nothing. Be clear. You can shape black culture all you want to. And, and I'm not saying that they not, this don't come for me. I'm not saying this, but you can shape black culture all you want to. But if your next generation is coming up, ain't doing the right things. Then you, you, you fail. You failing. It is so evident in a lot of what we do. Like, I have to always bring that back to that, that portion. Like, yo, if you are not teaching it and giving back to the youth in that way, cause somebody should have been showed that man how to be respectful. You feel what I'm saying to you? Like, and, I take I take this notion on the chin. I take this thought on the chin too. I would say that that would be the case, but I feel in my heart of hearts, and I don't know this to be true, but I do feel in my heart of hearts that if anybody was watching Solange's situation with her baby, her baby father, and now her ex husband, um, that was a shotgun wedding. That that was a whole shotgun wedding. Like real talk, no chaser. That shit was a shotgun wedding. She was like, she got pregnant and she was forced to marry him, and she didn't love him, and then that's why it ended within three years. I think that we need to stop doing this. We have to learn each other. We have to know each other. 
before we start making commitments to to have children. Women have children and their their lives, their bodies, their minds, all of those things change. And men, that is something that we'll never understand. But we also have, have to raise a community for that. And we have to. We have to raise our children correctly. And we need to start putting a responsibility and an accountability on young black men. Sir, you are still a young black man. And I know that that whole part is completely skewed for him because you are a celeb, not even a celebrity. I won't even say that, but you're in more of a privileged standpoint than a lot of other black men, but you have to change your actions. That shit is horrible. And that little girl is going to come for their bag. It, it Revenge porn is a crime. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. He must do this and this happens quite frequently and I will say this if anybody has watched uh, as of recently my Facebook live post I'm gonna have to go in um, make sure y'all check that out because it is pertinent information for your everyday life um, Bow Wow faces backlash for a performance at Pack nightclub during a pandemic I pause because y'all know I'm already pissed. Like, if you've already been listening to the show, you already know that I am pissed off before reading any of this. Bow Wow's come under fire for performing at a packed nightclub in Houston amid an ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The rapper is celebrating club promoter Larry Maurer's birthday during a kickoff event at Clay Houston on Friday night, January 15, which was hosted by Meek Mill. Both of y'all is wrong. I'm, I'm getting there. Bow Wow shared footage on Instagram performing to hundreds of partygoers who are most likely maskless. No one uh, no social distancing guidelines appear to be in effect despite the surging COVID cases in Texas. The next morning, Bow Wow's name began trending after the video went viral while social media put him on blast. He now states, so wait, people risking their lives in a, no, someone's, I'm sorry, someone stated, um, so wait, people risking their lives in a pet club to see Bow Wow? Bow Wow? Asked one Twitterer, <laughs> um, while another added, I can think of a million better ways to die, but to be <laughs> to be struggling on a vented VC by um, on, a, uh, on a ventilator because you went to see Bow Wow in the year of our Lord 2021. That ain't it. Oh my gosh. As the blast points out, Houston is located in Harris Country, Texas, which has over 278,000 corona cases, while 3,723 people have lost their lives in uh, to COVID. Meek was also spotted at the event, but did not share footage on the social media page, as he should not have. <clears throat> Despite the pandemic... The festivities continued all weekend long. Tonight, Fabulous and Trey Song. You know what? You you know the fuck what? I know. And I, I read this and heard this before. But I forgot until just now. Until just reading it. Fabulous and Trey Songs, who both tested positive for Corona in October, are scheduled to host another event while Bow Wow returns for a day. 
Okay. 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 I I, I cannot. I I, I I I don't have the fucking energy. I do not have the energy for this. I am I am drained. I am drained, sir and sir and sir. I am completely drained. I do not have the motherfucking energy for this. I have said this to me. Yo, who in the fuck wants to go see Bow Wow perform? Period. I lo- and, and from what I heard, it just it just so happened that he happened to be there. Yo, Houston, y'all wildin'. What the fuck? First of all, that's that. Secondly, let's be clear. Trey, you want niggas to stop buying your music is what you're talking about. Because you don't care. You don't, or you don't want to be a living legend. You want, you, you want to be a dead legend. That's what you're saying. Yo, you and Thad both recently had coronavirus. And y'all out here, I understand the money is scarce. I know y'all niggas are scared out here. You know what I'm saying to you? I would hope that you have made better investments. I'm primarily directing that hopefully only to Trey Songs. I, I hope Fabulous to made some motherfucking real good investments. Yo, make your money work for you. Please have some property, something. All of the things that I want to eventually obtain in my life. Those are the things that I'm working on. I get it. But please, please, please tell me that y'all dumb motherfuckers wasn't out here with all you was because the numbers show it. You was. Interesting thought. This is a thought that I had too. Is is it funny that media and even like I don't know if this got to like CNN or nothing like that. I don't think this it was that big of a deal. <laughs> but media um only talked about all of them partying in the Houston party situation when it was Black History Month. But ain't nobody say shit about all the numbers that have been spiking for Christmas. So, I mean, niggas ain't traveling on Christmas because I know that's a lie because y'all still traveling. And then y'all went out for MLK weekend. Yo, what the fuck? I just, I don't understand, yo. I don't have, the, I don't have the time. And I'm, I'm about to stop ranting like this because I really do do not have the energy but i said what i said and i meant what i said the next person i know that i see in a goddamn restaurant somewhere i'm pulling your ass up out of there because you don't uh, maybe you know what maybe not maybe not i take that back maybe i won't maybe i will just do what i've been doing and leave you in there because clearly you don't give a shit about you there is not enough brunch there is not enough dinners there's not enough cocktails in the world to make me lose my life sitting up in this goddamn restaurant. What is wrong with you people? I said something that also makes a whole lot more sense. Maybe it makes more sense to me. But I have paid a lot of money for my motherfucking house. A lot. I am paying a lot of money for my motherfucking house. I will choose to be in the house and start working up on shit, changing shit, redecorating, doing whatever the fuck I got to do to keep my house good and make it a motherfucking home. Stock up on shit, all of that shit. That shit is actually fun to me. I don't care. Yo, I have video games. I love playing video games. I play my video games. I love my music. I get to go through the book and listen to my music and do all of the shit that I want to do anyway. Y'all tripping. What is wrong with you people? Who the fuck raised you bitches? And whoever raised you bitches is probably the same motherfuckers that raised Jules. I can't do it. I'm not doing this shit no more. Fuck this shit. I'm not doing this shit. Throw the whole shit away. Fuck this. Anyway, moving on. It's that time. 
Because the ratchet and ridiculous thing got my motherfucking little br- blood pressure up. And in the minute, my motherfucking phone, I'm sorry, my watch going starts spiking off. And I don't have time for the shit. And I got to get through this. Um, Okay, so I picked the album. Okay, it's that time. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, the album is still in the book. I don't feel like opening the book, but I thought about this album. And I just, I, I couldn't forget. This is a flashy time in, in, in history. It was. It was. <laughs> It was the 90s. It was 1997. And it was the the album that I'm thinking about right now. It's Mace. Harlem World. What? Boy, this shit had bangers. Kelly Price all up and through this shit. This shit is, this shit is banging. Harlem World is the debut album of American rapper Mace. Released on October 28th, 1997 by Bad Boy Records and Arista Records. The album uh, was nominated at the 21st Annual Grammy Awards for Best Rap Album. It went to sell 4.8 million copies in the United States. So a little background. Uh... Seen as Puff Diddy's new protege since the passing of Notorious B.I.G., Mace rose to fame after being a member of Child of Child of the Corn. I forgot all about that. Um, with fellow I forgot all about that until I just read that. With fellow Harlem rapper Big L and Cameron. After the death of Bloodshed and the subsequent disbanding of the group may sign to bad boy catching the public eye when appearing on tracks such as mo money mo problem for biggie's 1997 album life after death puffy began to promote mace as the new premiere act of bad boy and within a year he released harlem world a successful album spanning hits such as feel so good what you want and looking at me all bangers trust me like why you over there looking at me while you girl standing here <laughs> so what the hell is you looking for can a young man get money anymore don't 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 judge my mace voice um mace released his first solo lp harlem world which debuted at number one on billboard Billboard Pop and R&B LP charts selling over 175,000 copies in the U.S. in its first week of release. It's since gone to sell 4.8 million copies in the United States. Joining Mace on his solo LP was a long list of rap elites, including Jay-Z, Lil' Kim, Busta Rhymes, 8-Ball, and MJG, The Locks, Total, and his close friend DMX. The album featured productions by uh Sean Combs, Stevie uh Steven Stevie J. Jordan, Jermaine Dupree, Ron Amara, um Lan- uh, uh I'm sorry, it was, it was Ron Amara, Lance, um D Dot and the Unknowns at the time, the Neptunes. Mace Oh yeah, I forgot looking at me was by the Neptunes. Um Mace told MTV about his first solo effort while basically, um, well, basically what I'm trying to establish is a strong identity and foundation for Mace. So a lot of people could know that Mace is his own person and Mace can do other things besides rap and music and things of that nature. Mm. 
So the reception of the album, Entertainment Weekly said the album creatively, refreshingly, well-crafted lyrics wraps newest bad boy more than holds his own on his solo debut. His uh distinction marble mouth draw it it was bad we used to we used to talk about that all the time creates a regular guy persona all too rare in hip hop music uh let's see Harlem on the rise most definitely uh says rap page in nineteen ninety eight um, solid material, creative, refreshing, well-crafted lyrics, and a high-energy track over um, hype beats, especially like, oh, well, uh, over hype beats. Fuck that, that quote was weird. In 2008, the single Feel So Good was ranked number 67 on VH1's Top 100 Songs of Hip-Hop. So, this album meant a lot to me i absolutely loved it um one of my favorites one of my favorite songs were and it was just the craziest was jealous guy um and that was when mace was singing on it and it was hilarious like it was just hilarious and it ended the album so good but you go over the track listen listings your puffy's intro which is actually iconic because of the fact with puffy's intro it kind of reminds you of um what's the 411 so that was that was really really dope um do you want to get money um that's what's yours. Then you have the Mad Rapper skits, were, which were also awesome and iconic. And I think also were on, like, um, P. P Diddy and the Family. So that was really good. Um, Would They Die For You, which is also another one that had Puff on it. And Little Kim. As a matter of fact, the um, Do You Want to Get Money song also had Kelly Price on it. Um take was your so that was that was dope that was actually one of my favorites and um another one actually there's another favorite in here so then you also have the other bad rapper skit um no i'm sorry you had look at me which was also done by the neptunes which again another dope dope collaboration um then you had the white girl interlude uh you had Love You So, which has Stevie J and Billy Lawrence. Oh, that was, oh yeah, that was my shit. So it was like, ooh, Mesa, love you so. Never, ever, ever gonna let you go. And then you had the Player Way, um, which had 8-Ball MJG, which they were on Bad Boy South primarily. Um, then another Hater interlude, which was from the Mad Rap and shit. Um, Niggas Wanna Act. Which had Busta Rhymes on it, and that was my shit too. Niggas wanna act, we can act. They niggas wanna scrap, we can scrap. Niggas got gas, we got gas. That was my shit. That was my shit. Um, feels so good. Everybody knows that one. Um, what you want, which also had total on it. Tell me what you want from me. They can look at what you see. Yo, the phone conversation was probably the funniest because that was just every guy skit where he was trying to balance two girls. And the funniest shit that he said on there to the girl was, yo, shorty, you know, I just say that to get you mad. I love it. Um, Cheat on You, which had Little C's, Jay-Z, and 112. Uh, 24 Hours to Live. This is my favorite, 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 favorite fucking song. 
to this day, I will still, I will still bop to the song. I still bop to the song to this day. It, 24 hours had the locks, black rub and DMX. And as a matter of fact, when I finish this, I probably will be listening to it. Um, I need to be, which had Monifa. This was actually a really good song. Yo, go check this song out. Um, it, I felt like it was every young man's situation going on. Um, then the watch it back interlude. And then, and this is another thing that about the nineties, like there were a lot of interludes. That's what made the shit so much longer. And then, uh, want to hurt Mace. I was like, do you really want to hurt Mace? Do you really want to make him cry? Like, oh, yo, that shit was the shit. And then Jealous Guy, which had Puffy and 112, and it really, it, it, the samples are amazing. So, do you want to get money? Um, samples, do you want to get Funky With Me by, uh, Peter Brown? Feel So Good samples Hollywood Swing by Cooling the Gang and Bad Boy Miami Sound Machine. Um, Love You So, sample Square Biz by Tina Marie and Ooh Baby by Rose Royce. Jealous Guy, sample Jealous Girl by New Edition and Another Bad Creation, who also sampled that as well. Um, Will They Die For You, sampled everything, what is, what is it, everything good to you, um, ain't always good for you by BT Express. Um... Puffy's intro had a Isaac Hayes sample from it from Joy. Uh, Wanna Hurt Me samples Do You Really Wanna Hurt Me by Culture Club. Oh, wow. Yeah, it did. Shit, I didn't even think about that. Um, I Need to Be samples Tomorrow by The Brothers Johnson. 24-hour samples um, Most, Moses Theme by Frankie Blue. Um, and What You Want samples Right On right on for the darkness by curtis mayfield uh cheat on you sample don't stop till you get enough by michael jackson i have to re-listen to that song now i don't i, I don't remember and i was listening to this album the other day damn I, I i now i'm gonna hear it differently and look at me um interlude illegal search by ll cool j so yo this album was a dope album i remember uh getting this album how did i come across i think this album came and anybody can feel me and what y'all know about this see y'all y'all youngins will never know but bmg music when you got the motherfucking cds for a penny i think mace came in that pack i probably still owe bmg music to this day anyway don't don't ever don't tell them um but i do want to i do want to play one i really do while i wrap this up i don't know what i'm gonna play anyway um so the big thing that i I remember like i listened to this cd every single day mace was in my rotation and I, i i was like and even when he got to the whole welcome back situation which we may cover i don't know i i think i have this cd too i may cover it it's not as great as this one it doesn't have as many hits it doesn't have that funky sound it doesn't have that every every guy kind of feel to it the way that this Harlem world does. And I think there was even a Harlem world too, or like the Harlem world family again, did not hit 
quite the way that Harlem world hit. And, you know, Mace has gone on to be a pastor, of course. You know, we are all well aware of that. But when I tell you this was, it just was a moment in time. It just, it, it just was. It was... It meant everything to me. It was what well, it was ninety seven. So I was like, I was like in my what? I was in my ninth grade. Yeah, I want to say. So you know, just fresh in the high school and everything. And um, then eventually we got you know like Mace with Brandy on top of the world. And I I I, I want to say that what people can't say is that Mace is a important 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 part of the culture like he is like 90 the 90s gave you that real flashy kind of situation and um i think i want to i do want to slightly see if i can get away with this uh let's see we're gonna see don't don't judge me okay yeah what up so, you know, like I said, like, I just really think that Mace is a big part of the culture and he really has influenced a lot. And, and, and Mace is a good rapper. So I think a lot of times we really, we really take that for granted. Yo, I love this song. I'm only going to give y'all a few seconds of it, but this is actually one of my favorites. Alright, that's all y'all get because I'm not getting sued. Um, that's always my MO. But yo, go check this album out. Deal with it with an, a, a 2020 mind, but also reminisce about it the way that it should feel because it's definitely going to feel amazing. It's definitely going to feel great. Um, so aside from that, uh, make sure y'all know where to check me out. Make sure you hit the kick that lyric. Um, you know, uh, I, you know what? I don't know if I ended the show. I might have ended the show last time that way. I didn't even check it, but I definitely will end it this way again. Fear, false evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind. If you make it real in your mind, you can make any dream come true. It is possible. We out here. We doing it. We strong. So, you know, let 2021 be your sounding board for what you want to do. Like, oh, if you haven't started and, and put yourself into a fixed portion of a career, start your shit. Start what you want to do. You can do that. Um, it's never too late to start over. It's never too late to, to make change. It's nothing is ever too late. You can do anything that you want to do. Don't be afraid. Um, don't forget that you can find me on all of your social media platforms. And in addition, you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, the Google Podcast, and the YouTube channel along with Spotify as well. So make sure that you check out this podcast because it is there. We, we in the building. So, you just kicked it with Young Smooth. Did you have a good time? (laughs) I know you did. All right, y'all. Peace. I will talk to y'all next week. And y'all, I love y'all. Stay safe, please. Please, please, please.